Hello, everybody. Welcome to Port Misery, a GH podcast. It's Tara, as usual. Um, yeah, um, I actually liked this week. Uh, <laughs> I thought I had a really good balance. Um, although I know this is usually broken up into straggler stories versus main stories, but that's not really how the soap opera should be. There shouldn't be like several main stories happening. Like, This is so regular shows happen weekly, right? So, you know, an episode has to be balanced the correct way. Uh, So, there's a main story, and then there's like straggler stories around it because, like, every show has a bunch of characters, right? But since GH runs daily, um, you kind of need like a main story that anchors the whole week with like straggler stories sort of like thrown in here and there, and then like what is known as backburner stories, meaning that at any point they can become a main story and, like, potentially they were a main story, but right now they have been placed in the background because we're now interested in a different story. And that's honestly how a a week should operate. Like, that's how the week should operate. And, you know, maybe, like, one of the backburner stories is the story that you care about, but, you know, we can't run the same story, you know, all year. And so, like, I I actually really enjoyed the balance. So we're going to start, as always, with straggler stories. So, first off, Liz, Finn, and Trivia Night. (laughs) Oh, my God. Trivia Night. (laughs) What is this? What is this? What are we doing with 24-year vet Elizabeth Weber and this Trivia Night story? Like, I... (sighs) I'm here for giving, having Liz move on because we've just killed Franco for absolutely no reason. But, um, you know, obviously, can we give her more to do? Like, and yes, I'm sure there's a lot of different reasons why this is happening. But also, can we do better? Um, we have the inklings of an actual story for her. And it's this whole, like, Jeff called Terry thing. And he tried to call her after Franco died. And... Uh, if it turns into something and we actually get a Jeffrey cast, then I'm here for it. But, like, if this is just another, like, name drop that leads to nothing, then, like, do better for Elizabeth. Come on. We could do better for Elizabeth. Let's, mm, mm. Moving on. See, look how quick that was. <laughs> she deserves more than the first, like, 90 seconds of my episode. Like, that's all I'm saying. That's all I am saying. Um, I will say this, though. There's this, like, really irritating moment where, like, Finn is talking about, like, the things that are between them. Like, oh, this is why it makes it weird. And, like, he brings up Hayden and, like, not Anna. Like, oh, so you just got over Anna? Just over her. You were engaged to her for, like, 27 months. And then, you know, your marriage fell apart because of theater school and you couldn't handle her lifestyle Mm, mm, mm. but you know you're just over it she's not worth a name drop okay okay Hamilton Finn okay moving on um next straggler story um Curtis and to be honest he's like freaking king of the straggler story I cannot remember the last time he was in a main story um it's almost kind of comical at this point uh So what happens is (sighs) Curtis loves art. That's what we learned. We learned that Curtis loves art among many things. And we get a random backstory 
about his past and like we care about that and then like a random old black man appears who I assume is granddaddy Ashford and just starts like appearing everywhere like it's so weird um he showed up at GH and pretended to be sick so TJ would treat him like okay um Curtis um and I have no idea what day it is to be honest because like Curtis was just constantly in this club forever um forever people traveled the world and Curtis was still in the club and so I have no idea what how time works in Port Charles anymore but um the old man goes to GH because but Curtis is still in the club um make it make sense make it make sense uh Jason is randomly at the club because like um him and Brett went to the club and like he has this weird conversation with Curtis with like we get it Curtis your team Nina okay we don't you don't need to sell this to Jason he's not going to agree he is the wrong one like try it again with Michael but Jason's just gonna stare at you like bro fuck that hoe sorry that's the team I'm on I'm on team. If I could throw her in the Pine Barrens, I would, but I can't. So we're not going to do that. But whatever, whatever, Curtis, we get it. We get it, Curtis. But I don't know. Like, really? Curtis's dad? Like, or Portia. I think some people said it might be Portia's dad. But I I feel like Portia would have been like, "Mm, dad? Like, I don't know. Uh, let's just move past this. Let's like I said, King of the Straggler story, Curtis. Like, oh my god, do better for Curtis besides the champagne room and art and random family. Like, is Anstel is is Anstel gonna come to yell at him and call him a bum or something? That's gonna be hilarious. Uh, moving on. Uh, Austin and Brooklyn. Austin versus Brooklyn. This was so messy. Uh, this is messy. And <laughs> Maxie and Monica just straight ass Austin this week. Like, why do you? Why are you doing this? Like, <laughs> why are you doing this? Like, you seem to really enjoy being a doctor, and the quarter mains are straight trash. So, like, why are you doing this? And he's kind of like, you know what? I don't know why I'm doing it. I'm gonna stop. And he signed over his rights. Before that, um, Olivia is freaking pissed. Like, she is really not. And I think someone told me that, like, this is a common reaction for parents. So I'm not a parent, so I'm not going to judge her too harshly. You know, me giving the episode is always a joke. But, um, yeah, she's super pissed. She's, like, willing to divorce Ned because he's like, I think we should listen to this. Um, super not trying to hear any of it. Um... Brooklyn's just super like believes in herself she's just like I know I'm doing the right thing I don't care this is what Edward wants (laughs) who cares about Edward to be honest he was a terrible old man but like this is what he wants and she's super pleased with herself of course Michael supports this because he's garbage um and like when Austin signs over his claim she's all proud of herself he like straight looked her in her face and he was like this ain't over this is not over because I'm coming for you. Like, it's on site for me and you. And good for him. Good for him. <laughs> like, don't take this out on the whole family. To be honest, you came for all of them, but she's the only one playing dirty. So come for her. Like, she started it. 
she started, you know, he had his reasons, like, but he wasn't personally coming for, like, he's ruining her little stupid ELQ shenanigans, but, like, he doesn't know that, like, he doesn't know that, so he wasn't personally coming for her, she's making this personal, like, she's being messy, that's how I feel, like, can't help it, um, moving on, moving on, so to the newest and hopefully, like, continuous category for this show, back burner stories so nina versus the corinthos family it was not the front and center story this week which is great but it's still like an important story that's like running through the show and so like we start with like nina shows up at the club i have no idea what time it is like i have no idea what time it is because we had like various people celebrating at this club either at night or early in the morning i have no idea I have no idea how time works in the champagne room. I'm not going to lie. It seems to be like a time vortex where it is both day and night at all the times. Like at all times. Because you had Nicholas and Ava. We're going to get to them. And then you had like Jabrit show up. And then Nina showed up. But then she also went to the Port Charles Grill. Like it was. <laughs> and she was wearing the same outfit. Like. But it was so weird. So, like, Nina goes to talk to Curtis about how mistreated she is for the millionth time. You know, like, oh, my God, I'm so sad. And Curtis is like, girl, it's not your fault because that's his function in this town. Just to, like, make Nina feel good about herself. Just to let her know she's doing a good job and that she's a good person no matter how many people she hurts and how many lives she destroys. As as long as she had really good intentions, it's fine. Um, and so he does that. He's like, here, take this, like, clearly super expensive bottle of booze because, like, accounting and, like, inventory and, like, selling things means nothing in Port Charles because he was poor, like, three years ago. They couldn't afford their hospital bills, but now he owns a club that's, like, the hottest club in town and he can just afford to give Nina, like, $900 bottles of whiskey. Good for him. Good for him. Um, Jordan's just sitting in a clinic in albany by herself with like a broken serial killer kidney but curtis is living his best life and that's what matters um moving on um the next day or 20 minutes later who knows (laughs) who knows it was in a different episode that's all that matters um nina meets up with phyllis at the port charles grill i'm gonna say it's that because that's the only other restaurant i can think of that still exists besides um the Metro Court restaurant, which she shouldn't be at. And I'm glad that she's not there. Like, you should not be there to be read 24-7. Because I wasn't going to feel bad for her if she got read 24-7. Like, if Carly just showed up at the grill, like, she can't be reading Nina. Because, like, that's not your restaurant, girl. Like, she has to go somewhere. She has to eat. She's human. Like, okay. What a dumb <laughs> Jocelyn was like, order a pizza hoe. <laughs> Get Uber Eats. I don't care. I don't want to see you. Oh, we love Jocelyn. She's so messy. Um, she meets with Phyllis, and of course, Phyllis is still Team Nina, but she doesn't want to rebuild the Tano because, like us, she never wants to see Nixon Falls again. Just put that town is behind her. Good for her. Um, and then she's like, "I'm gonna go have a walking tour of Port Charles, and you know, try not to get shot because it's a super dangerous town. If anybody's been paying attention, <laughs> mob problem in there." It's full of mobsters like you shouldn't be walking around that town girl but for sure um then ava 
shows up and was like, hey girl, I'm going to be messy with you and this knowledge I have. Nina tries to stop her. Ava introduces herself to Phyllis before she leaves. Um, she's like, hey girl, but then here comes Sunny. Um, Sunny and Ava talk and they work out the custody agreement with Avery, which is cool. Good. I like how Sunny's like, I'm not going to court. Here, you take this or don't. But also, you know, I have tea. I have the, it's in the cloud. It's in the cloud. He has her confession that she killed Connie. That's what the tea is. FYI, if anyone was listening, wanted to know. Um, he got it from the stupid corrupt DA. And he knew that she was banging her because Carly found out because Carly's messy. Uh, so that's the tea he has on her, which is why he can dictate the terms, essentially. Um, but they work it out, and then he wants to buy Charlie's for Phyllis, but then so does Nina. So does Nina, and, um, he tells her he doesn't need her stupid money. Like, I have my money, I don't need your money. So, mm. and she asks why he didn't tell Carly about their little love fest. Like, first of all, why would he do that? <laughs> why would he do that? That's, he knows who he's married to. <laughs> But um, he's like, we're trying to rebuild, so we don't need to talk about it. And like, she's like, I won't talk about it. And um, then all of a sudden, she's arrested. And here's why. So across town, because like I said, I don't know if it was yesterday or the day before. Or like, who knows? Who knows what day it was? But Michael has decided to choose violence against Nina. And Willow doesn't like it one bit. And that's good. That's the drama they're giving them. <laughs> That's the drama they're giving them. Because last time I did the, like, who is miserable in this town, Milo were the happy ones. They were the happy ones. So they've decided to have Michael choose violence and mess like his mother. And he has decided to make up crimes. And this is the thing. is like he meets with corrupt Pennsylvania DA, who is clearly corrupt because they're out here, like, putting their heads together. And Michael's like, I'll pay you, like two million dollars to think of charges for nina which is called corruption honey <laughs> that's what that is and willow completely calls him out on it she's like so you're bribing people to arrest nina so we would win in a custody battle she really just laid it out like so this is what you're doing and michael was like i did what i did like hashtag no regrets and so that's the drama for them of course, Carly supports the violence. Carly was like, and pretty much tells Willow, get used to it. She was like, honey, this is what we do. We're messy in this family. Get used to it or be gone. Those are your options, honey. Like, Chase lives across the town in a studio apartment. If that's how you feel, we'll take custody from you, too. <laughs> no one will see that child. Like, welcome to the Corinthos family. Like, ooh, they are so messy. They are so messy. But that's pretty much all we have of them. Um, I'm going to get to the Jason scene later. Um, so the other backburn story this week is obviously Spencer and Dollar Tree Nell versus Nava. And so, like, <laughs> this is such a funny situation. Um, Nava are, like, celebrating their reunion. They're being so dramatic. They're at the champagne room and they're just, like, re- They're, like, getting- remarried to each other at the champagne room it's so dumb like what is this here comes Britt hey <laughs> and she just dismissed Ava she was just like go away 
like go away i don't want to talk to you and um this reminds uh nicholas and us like that he ain't shit uh he's not shit he clearly knows everything that victor was doing which means he potentially knew everything that peter was doing we'll see we will see what nicholas knew and when he knew it that's the new question for me um what does he know and how long has he known it because obviously he's a true cassidine and he seems to be in on the tea because he was making phone calls he was like hey what's going on like so but she did talk to him about spencer and she was like offering to help but like he needed she needed his help and he gets the tea or she gets the tea from him to pieces out uh at the same time ava because you know she was dismissed like get out of here uh ava is over with portia she <laughs> ava wouldn't dismiss curtis she was like i'm gonna talk to her now goodbye um portia just starts judging the shit out of ava she's just like ugh, your husband's garbage and you're kind of an idiot for staying with him and i don't want my daughter near any of you people so that's how i feel and now ava's having this weird realization that in her current family she's the good one like, you're in the Cassidine family, so, like, everything you've done is, like, tame bananas. Like, they try to take over the whole world. All you did was, like, shoot a woman in her office. <laughs> That's all she did. Like, she didn't do that much. She testified. She didn't testify against Valentine. Like, ooh, you evil woman. <laughs> like, like, what? She, like, lied on AJ. But, like, she didn't try to freeze the world. She didn't, like, you know poison the town and stuff like that you know these cassidines go hard and so um she's like having that spencer is like across town having like a straight breakdown he's just like nobody loves me and i'm all alone because like literally everyone is just like we have no time for this um what the hell my guy he has the worst lawyer who ever lawyered in the history of lawyering <laughs> so bad she was just like who are you i think you can get off and like mr samson she was like what he was like that's not who i am and then she was like oh what do you want to plead because you seem guilty af it was so bad um sunny showed up and he is so funny he was just like there's a code young man like i taught you the mob code when you were six you know and he really recited it he was just all like you don't go after children you don't go after family and um he was like and my guy you did both <laughs> you did both of those things what the hell and uh, sunny was like you broke the code i can't i can't help you um which is hilarious because sunny is constantly he also seemed really upset that he got caught he was like bro you got caught it makes me look bad why you do that do better be a better criminal or don't commit crimes because like that reflects back on me and so he was like i can't help you i'm sorry i commit crimes all the time and i get caught all the time um but i can afford a good lawyer and that's the difference like to be honest which 100 <laughs> percent do not commit the crimes if you do not have the bank account to afford diane miller or alexis davis because like what my god even rick lansing is probably legit but mm, spencer's out here with you know forgetful mcgee over here like <laughs> this woman was so bad um it looks like jocelyn and dollar tree Nell and cameron are convince him to just like 
take the deal. Nicholas has a little moment like, son, come, like, quit doing this. Like, Jesus Christ, just, like, chill out. Um, and then all of a sudden, like, Abel walks in and he's just like, I choose violence. And says he's not guilty, which is ridiculous. <laughs> Honey, you are 100% guilty, but okay, sir. Um, what are you gonna just, like, say that Ava's a bad person who deserved it? Like, is that gonna be his defense? Because that's gonna be hilarious. Like, <laughs> I should have been allowed to do this. Um, but, uh, Kevin pays, Kevin and Laura, Laura who is still gone, who is just still gone. There is absolutely no threat to her anymore, but now she's just still gone. Because Jeannie Francis is still gone, and they, they've run out of reasons why she's gone. And I love that she's not talking to Nicholas. She's like, mm, I can't talk to him. I'm in witness protection. And he's not in on the tea. Hilarious. Hilarious. But essentially, you know, Kevin's like, I'm going to pay your bill, but you have to get a job. You can't be a garbage, you know, layabout. And so that's going to be hilarious just seeing Spencer, you know, working at Kelly's. Because I heard that that's where he's going to be working. Because where else? He's not going to work at the Metro Court. Carly won't have that. But, um, that's pretty much the, the Spencer Dollar Tree Nell. I think, is Ava sus on Dollar Tree Nell? I don't know. I wasn't sure if she, I don't know what's going on there. Um, Sis's fake Chanel was so funny. I'm like, that is the fakest Chanel ever. Why is she wearing these sneakers? Um, (laughs) it was like, that was very cute. But like, I feel like the wardrobe department can do better do better than that unless it's supposed to look fake like in like trained eyes can see it like oh that's fake but I don't know I feel like Nina be on point like they be dressing her real well like real well but moving on the main story of this week as it should be the planets align they have stopped disrespecting people and it is obviously Crete gh in crete in you know fake set made crete um if this was 1995 they would have actually been filming in crete i just want you to know that but um we are in crete um everybody's in crete <laughs> everybody's in crete it is so crazy um jason Britt, drew liesel robert anna sam dante um victor theater school Valentine, I mean everybody. Like everybody is in cast. So many people. It's so many people are in Crete. But let's try to break this down. Um, I'm gonna start just with Robert and Anna because like Robert and Anna are in like full 1980s greatness. Like they are like they're planning missions. They are like breaking into the Cassadine compound. They are. You know, sometimes, obviously, everything goes wrong and, like, people get shot. But, like, they really kind of, like, anchor the whole story. And um, they're just going to pop up throughout this whole recap of Crete. So I don't want to just break. I don't want to seem like, you didn't give Anna and Robert their own story. Like, we're going to honor them right now. Because, like, like I said, we couldn't have it without them. They are the anchors of the story. But, um... They're going to pop in and out of everyone else's story. So we're going to break this down. Um, let's start with Jibrit. Let's get rid of them really quick. <laughs> Jibrit. Um, so Scott and Jason still got beef from like 20 years ago, which is hilarious. 
Scott just has no time for Jason. He's just like, ugh. And then Jason has absolutely no time for Scott. He's just like, you're an idiot. And somehow this is your fault. And I know it is. And so they get Spinelli. And Spinelli figures out that Scott got hacked, essentially, with, like, malware. And that's how Lisa got kidnapped, which is hilarious. <laughs> hilarious. Like, he hit a pop-up. Like, it's 1999. Like, what the hell, Scott? Um, but, uh, then Jason has to go, like, ask Carson's permission to leave after they find out that, like, they have to go to Crete. Like, he actually legitimately has to go and be like, I have to leave. Um, some people were like, well, they're business partners and yada, yada, yada. He could have called them on the way to the airport because that's what I would have done because he's not their slave. He's their partner and he's an adult. And so, okay, but whatever, like, whatever. Uh, he's a great friend. That's what's happening. Um, while he's asking their permission, they have some weird, like, this is weird. And, like, Sunny doesn't know how what to feel right now, Mama. It's so funny. Like, Sunny does nothing but sleep with people's wives, including Carly, um, who was dating Jason at the time when they first got together. But now he doesn't know how to feel. He's secretly in love with Nina. <laughs> He's secretly in love with Nina. But he doesn't know how to feel about Charlie. Get out of here, Sonny. Like, but once again, that's how Sonny feels, Team Sonny. Why you do that, Jason? You're a bitch. <laughs> I love Sonny so much. Um, but Sonny's just like, I don't want to talk about this anymore. And here comes Brett. Hey, I'm here. I'm here. Um, Carly seems real irritated. Like, she's happy because Jason squared away, but then she's, like, right back to being like, mm, I want to be with Jason. Which, if they play that right, can be interesting. Um, it just really depends on how they plan to move forward with this, I think. Um, if we go right back to, like, Carson, business as usual, Jason is the sidekick, I, that's, I don't really think that's gonna make anyone happy. I mean... I think if you're a hardcore Carson fan, you'd be like, yay. But, like, I mean, what's the point of all this if we're not going to have angst and people breaking up and getting back together? Yada, yada, yada. I really want them to do something with it. That's all I'm saying. Um, Before Brit shows up, she went to tell Terry that she was leaving, who was super hilarious with it. Because she was just like, girl, um, do your freaking job. You can't just be dipping to go on vacation. <laughs> like, what the hell? Like, okay, I'm glad Jason's not married to Carly, but damn. Um, then Britt was pretty much like, no, my mom's, like, kidnapped, and since she was a villain for a majority of her life, no one cares. So, you know, I had to hire Jason. And Terry was like, yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. And so, they go to Crete, and they run into Sam and Dante, which is so awkward, because, like, Sam is obviously, like, Jason's ex, and, like, they have this epic love that everybody's heard of and knows, and then, like, Dante is the guy whose baby she stole, like, Brit stole. So it's like, <laughs> a little awkward. Um, and Jason goes to talk to Sam, and that's, honestly, I mean, that was a moment, I guess. Like, I think it trended really high on Twitter, and that was great. And I think if you enjoyed it, that was great. But, I mean, it was like... Sam was like, I should have told you. And like, what? Really, girl? You don't need to tell him anything. That's, I was really proud that she didn't feel the need to go let Jason know that she was leaving. Like, girl, just leave. Like, and that's what I want for Jason. Like, you don't have to tell Carson anything. They can hear about it, you know, in your freaking 
Twitter feed. Like, oh yeah, I'm leaving for Crete. Bye. Uh, that's all I'm saying. But um, they talk and like we'll honestly get to it. We'll get to it. When we, um, because I assume that Jason and Britt are gonna continue on with this story, but like it seems like everyone else is coming back to Port Charles. So like I just want to get to them to be honest. Um, the, the, we have Drew and Liesel. Um, <laughs> they are so funny. Drew is like. I'm a robot, and Liesl's like, damn, um, uh, like, remember, and she, like, she says some crap to him that's just, like, so crazy, like, she's like, just think of Scout and love her, and, like, hold on to that, it sounds like voodoo, or, like, no, voodoo's a legitimate thing, I don't even want to compare it to that, that's disrespectful, it sounds like something that, like, a fairy godmother tells you in a Disney film, like, it was ridiculous, but it either worked or it didn't. I think that's the being debated on Twitter currently, like whether or not Drew is faking it with theater school, essentially. But um, he gets his uh, Peter shows up. We're gonna get to Peter in a second, and like either turns him on or he doesn't. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> Um, Sante. Sante gets ejected from the Crete mission, like, so quickly by Anna and, uh, Robert. They were just like, no, (laughs) no, you are not a part of this. Um, and they even get them a babysitter. They're just like, no, we're gonna go do, we're professionals, we're spies, and you guys are, like, you're a PI who's just got off parole, and Dante, you used to be a robot, so sit down. And we'll see you in a couple hours. Um, they get, I swear to God, Sante got caught because they were like planning this in like the middle of the freaking bar <laughs> in like earshot of Anna and Robert. They're like, yeah, we're going to drive up this hill and then we're going to go break into the compound. And like Robert was like, you're absolutely not going to do that. <laughs> sit down, like sit down here. Um... They end up bamboozling the babysitter. Like, Sam is like, it's my baby daddy. I gotta do this. And, (laughs) which I don't know why that's like, he was like, oh my God. Like, I had no idea. (laughs) And just lets them leave. Like, okay, sure. Um, they show up like literally five minutes after everything goes down. And they're just like, no one's here. Um, they run into Victor, who is super funny. Um, they bring him to... Robert and Anna, um, and then Sam is just so ready to believe that Drew is dead, um, she's so ready to believe that he's dead, and I don't know why, like, girl, you heard that so many, the Morgan Quartermain brothers, Morgan Kane Quartermain brothers have been reportedly dead by the, you know, claimed to be dead by the WSB so many times at this point, like, they're so bad at that. Like, they're so bad at that. Uh, both Jason and Dante had to remind her that he could be alive because the WSB is garbage. Like, everybody knows that. Like, how many times have they told us Robert and Anna were dead? Like, they've been dead so many times. Like, girl, please. Sonny just came back from the dead. <laughs> Sonny Corinthos just came back from the dead. Like, what are we talking about? Um, okay. Moving on. Um, she did, I do want to say this, she did realize seeing Jason made her realize, like, oh, crap, he probably didn't even tell these kids that he was leaving. Let me go back home, because they're probably so confused. Like, they thought their dad was going to pick up this weekend, and, like, 
all of a sudden he's in Crete and then what if they think we're getting back together like let me go back let me go back so Sam's going back and Dante's going with her um moving on um Victor and theater school um <laughs> apparently theater school just paid off all the guards like how much money does he have like why is he so rich like he has so much money um he paid off all the guards and they like turned on Victor and we literally had to watch all of Monday's episode is Peter and the guards pretending to be under Victor's thumb like why did they do that like <laughs> ain't that a bitch like that's so he was being peak theater school he was actually theater schooling in that moment like Peter August was theater schooling like in in the show he went he was in theater that's a character trait so I have to this show it's like oh my god so okay um so yeah he theater school like turns on Drew maybe we don't know um and then goes and shoots Drew and Valentine and pieces out and we think that it's done and then it turns out like oh Drew got in the car because he like knocked out Liesl I don't know why he wants Liesl like what okay um maybe he's still mad about the barn but to be honest she really should have taken him out then this would have solved so many problems like mm, we all thought she was bad but no she was doing the Lawrence work uh so Victor is just like running around because I guess Valentine just dipped oh no he locked Victor theater school locked Victor up and so here comes Sam Dante hey <laughs> like we're here and Sam sees like Drew had scratched Scout into it and Victor has no time for Sam and Dante he really just dismissed them he was like thanks for helping me out but bye and Dante is literally it's like a point of gun at him like bro <laughs> bro you're under arrest like what the hell why are you just like telling me what to do like you're clearly you're supposed to be dead and you're clearly up to your neck and whatever the hell is going on here so no you're not gonna be leaving and so they end up taking him to Anna and Robert um who like decide and then he decides to tell them like the most graphic details about how he's Valentine's dad because he banged Helena and like legit tries to make us feel bad for Helena I tried to like kill the entire city of Port Charles several times for the last four decades Cassidine like seriously my guy he was like she was so mistreated by Mikos like who cares <laughs> she's nuts like she straight slit Alexis's mother's throat but oh my god she's super mistreated we're supposed to feel bad for her like no <laughs> I don't I'm sorry um yeah and then he gets arrested and like he's just being so disrespectful to Robert he just told Robert he doesn't respect him he's like give me Anna I don't even want to talk to you why am I talking to the DA of Port Charles give me Anna Duvain um Anna is at Valentine's bedside she's like ugh Robert what do you want and Robert <laughs> straight told Victor he would kill him he was like I'll kill you bro just want you to know that um, but then he calls Anna, and Anna's like, what do you want? What do you want? And he's just like, look, it turns out I don't actually work for the WSB. You were right. And so you gotta talk to him. Um, he goes there, and pretty much, like, he really tries to call Anna petty. He was like, girl, don't be petty because of what happened with Robin. And Anna's pretty much like, first of all, how dare you? 
Secondly, I'll do what I want. Like, you're lucky I don't stab you in the neck. And so he's just like, yeah, I feel that. But, like, you guys have to decide whether or not you want to, once again, be petty over the past. Or if you want to stop theater school. And Anna's just like, you know what? I do want to stop theater school. Let's do it. Um... And that's when Robert comes back and he tries to front like Anna's not going to do that. And like (laughs) Victor knows better. He's just like, my guy, go give me some sparkling water and get on my face. Like this, like, let's let's move on to the final thing. Vanna Valentine. Okay, so Valentine is just literally on lockdown in Monday's episode. He's just locked up by Victor and like the random Australian guard is like alluding to the fact that like they all turned on Victor, essentially. Um, Drew comes in and just shoots random Australian car. <laughs> he just, like, shot the shit. It was actually kind of hot. I was like, oh, okay, get it, Drew. Um, but then him and Valentine get shot on the bridge. And, like, Anna and Valentine just have this, like, beautiful moment. Because Anna's like, damn it, No! Um, Valentine gets taken to the hospital, um, Anna's with him, and they're, like, super vanarizing, vanarizing, um, but it's Robert who's there when he wakes up, (laughs) and he's really just like, I don't care about you, bro, convince Anna not to help Victor, um, so when Anna gets back, it's literally the first thing out of Valentine's mouth, like, we're not dealing with Victor girl just say no to that and Anna really doesn't have time for Robert and his weird 1980s beefs with the Cassidines like bro theater school is what matters like you have to this is an interesting story and I really want to stick with it and I'm glad Victor's coming to Port Charles um that's pretty much all that happened like I said it was a pretty balanced week in my opinion I actually really enjoyed it um, I thought that all of the stories, like, the straggler stories are stragglers. They're, we need them for a reason. I, I liked the backburn stories. I thought that they were paced really well. Um, and the main story hit really, really well. Like, it was the main story because, like, so many characters are involved now that, like, you could parse it throughout the week without having to focus on the same group of people. And that's really great. Um, next week we have like a straight Vanna moment and <laughs> I'm I'm really here for it. Um things need to be said, Anna has shit to say, and I'm here to listen. Um, so is Valentine, who um would have got shot about twelve times already if he knew that he would have this much of Anna's attention if that happens. So I'm happy for you, bro. Um, I'm also excited for Carson because like Carly is team fuck Nina. And Sonny is clearly not. And so, like, I'm really interested in, like, Carly and her progeny versus Sona. Because that is what this is quickly turning into. Like, it really was Nina versus the Corinthos family. But it is quickly turning into Sona versus Carly and her progeny. And so, we're going to see what happens. We're going to see where it goes. But thank you for listening. Um, as always, if you want to follow me on Twitter, I do give the episode. Uh, I do give every episode, whether we need it or not. I don't want to say every day because it's not every day anymore. Because I am clearly, I'm, I'm very busy now. But I do give every episode, whether or not 
we need that or not. Um, but you can do so at port underscore misery um, on Twitter. Um, but as always, have a great day.